Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Today is my 20th episode. It's amazing how far I've come from starting this back in November, almost at the two-month mark. Well, technically, it's my 21st episode if we're counting the introduction, but if we're going just off of like the sports episodes, 20 total episodes. And today, we are talking about the UNC Miami game. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because I'm just going to talk about this. So let's just hop straight into it. I mean, man, a difficult game to watch last night, but the Tar Heels get it done against the Miami Hurricanes 67-65 thanks to a game-winning floater by senior Andrew Playtech driving baseline with about five seconds left, putting up the floater with three seconds left, and that's the shot that wins it for the Tar Heels. Leaky Black led the team in scoring with 16 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Really filled up the stat sheet there. But most importantly for Leaky, 4 of 4 from the field, uh, from the 3-point line. 6 of 9 total shooting for Leaky Black. Fantastic game from Leaky. Loved what he did offensively. Hopefully he can keep that up, especially the outside shooting, because he could really become a huge 3 and D threat for this team. And honestly, he's already... He's already become a, a really nice, uh, obviously a really stellar defender, and the shooting has come a long way with Leakey. Kerwin Walton, really becoming one of my favorite players on the team. Very consistent three-point shooter. He had 13 points, 4 of 8 from the field, 3 of 7 from three-point range. He's shooting like around 50% on the season. He's just been fantastic. It's amazing how he's our best freshman guard, and he's the lowest recruited. To go along with that, he also had four assists. Four assists to, I believe, oh, he did have three turnovers, but still, him getting assists, being more involved in the offense than just catch and shoot threes, he's come a long way, and it's clear that his confidence has really grown as the season has progressed. Dayron Sharp had 12 and 16, only 4 of 12 shooting, but 16 rebounds. He's just a beast on the boards. But unfortunately for the Tar Heels, a couple huge liabilities. First off, Garrison Brooks, six points, one of seven shooting. We really need him to get his confidence back. And then the two freshman guards, a huge story all season. Caleb Love, RJ Davis, really bad games. Five points, two of 14 shooting, and seven turnovers combined between the two guards. Caleb Love actually hit a huge three-pointer to cut the lead, to cut Miami's lead to one. But aside from that, really tough game for these guards. And we're going over to the Hurricanes. Timberlake had 12 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Olanayi had 11 off of the bench. And then their leading scorer, Isaiah Wong, he had 8 points, but he averages 17 points per game, so we did a good job containing him. Three golden stats. I'm going to start calling them that now. 45% from three-point range. Fantastic. It's a really good clip. Leakey hit four. Kerwin had three. And then Playtech and Love each hit a three as well. Really love nine for 20. I think that's a great number. That's honestly the main reason we won this game offensively. We shot the ball pretty well from the perimeter. 20 turnovers. My goodness. The turnovers. They've got to stop. The So many bad passes, whether it's an entry pass or a good example is R.J. Davis gets by his man a little bit on the perimeter, and he'll just jump and pass it in midair and throw it, throws it to the other team or throws it to no one. Just a lot of careless errors 
and these are freshman mistakes, but they're happening way too often. Notre Dame game, eight turnovers. We need more of that. Not 20. 20 is awful. Early in the game, we're up 14 to 6. Looks like we could go on a to, to, get to take a big lead here in the first half, but turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Just seems like every possession, once that bench unit came in, they just were getting bad shots or just giving Miami easy buckets on fast breaks. It was horrible. And then from the free throw line, 73%, 16 of 22. I'll take that as well. Not a part of the Golden 3, but a huge stat. We were 12 of 41 from inside the three-point line. We shot 34% from the field, 21 of 61. Just absolutely horrendous. Offensively for most of this game, we looked lost, discombobulated, and out of sorts. Miami, credit to them defensively. They did a great job clogging the middle, preventing passes to the big men. Again, Garrison Brooks struggled with only six points. Baycott only took three shots. So they did a really good job daring the guards to beat them from the outside, which we ultimately did. But for most of the night, this offense was just really bad. Big men couldn't really get anything. Miami had the bodies to defend it. And the big men just did not produce enough. Thankfully, Leaky Black and Playtech were there to play hero ball with Kerwin by their side. But we need more from the big men. We need more from the guards getting the ball to the big men without turning the ball over so much. To go back to a positive light, again, Leaky Black, absolutely fantastic. That was probably the best game I've seen him play. Now, I didn't really watch him freshman year, and I got into Carolina basketball towards the end of the, his sophomore season last year. But I think he was phenomenal. He was aggressive. He was looking to shoot the ball. It looked like Caleb Love, after he missed a few shots, he started out at 0 for 8, and then that's when he hit the huge three. And R.J. Davis, they looked like they were scared out there, like they didn't want to shoot the ball. Caleb, or Leaky Black, he wanted these shots. Playtech said in his postgame press conference, Leaky was really pissed when he got benched uh, against Georgia Tech. Didn't start that game, but he has come back with a huge vengeance, and I love what I'm seeing from him. He's obviously going to be a beast defensively, but if he can put up this effort offensively on a consistent basis, I'm not talking four threes a night, but 12 to maybe even 14 points, he could really develop into a really, really good player. And then Kerwin Walton, I he... He's gotten so confident as time's gone on. I, again, he's one of my favorite players on this team now. And I, something I like with what he's doing is he's hunting for his shot. He's not just coming off of that screen, catching it. If the shot's not there, passes it away. He did, he did a really nice dribble move uh, for a floater yesterday or to get fouled. I can't remember because he, he had a shot inside the three-point line. It's not all threes with Kerwin. But he's showing that he's... He's becoming more than just a spot-up shooter, even though we need him to be that spot-up shooter because, like I said, he's really hunting for his shot. He's putting the ball on the floor, trying to create his own shot. His sidestep three is just phenomenal. His off-the-dribble uh, three. And it's just amazing how, out of all the freshman guards, all the talent, he's the one who's exceeding expectations, and I'm just... Really, really, really happy with it, with what Kerwin Walton is putting out on the floor. And we need more of it from him. Or not more of it, but we need him to keep it up because that outside shooting is going to help out this offense. 
And honestly, if I had one complaint with him, shoot more. Shoot 10 shots a game because he's hitting them at a high clip. Now, going back to Garrison Brooks, again, we need him to get his touch back, his confidence. Preseason ACC player of the year. Doesn't start off the season too well, shooting poorly from the field. Then Dayron Sharp has some good games. He takes his starting spot the past three games. That's a lot for a senior guy to, to take and process mentally. But if this Carolina team is going to reach its ceiling, it's going to be with Garrison Brooks being the focal point of this offense. Again, he's just, he's just missing shots, but he's not taking good ones either. I mean, there was a possession where he got his own rebound and got an offensive rebound and then shot a fadeaway mid-range and just, just put it back up just because. That's not what he does. He has really good footwork down low. I mean, he can shoot a mid-range shot, but this one was really contested. We need him to get back to what he's good at. And I'm not mad with keeping him in towards the end of the game. He hit two big free throws for us, which was you know really helpful because Leakey missed two in a row from the line kind of at that same juncture in time. But yeah, I want to see more from Garrison Brooks. I want him to get better. I hope he erupts one of these games. Defensively, towards the end of the game, this team really showed up. Much better defensive urgency the last, I think it was what, seven, eight minutes. Uh, Miami missed their last, uh, missed nine of their last 10 shots. With their, the one shot they made was uh, Isaiah Wong, that really nice fadeaway or that high arcing shot to tie the game at 65 before Playtech eventually hit that game winner. So defensively, that was a really, really good stretch of Carolina defense. And then lastly, the freshman guards, they just got to be better. Carolina fans are running out of patience. You can't shoot one for nine Caleb Love. You can't shoot one for five RJ Davis. These guys are good shooters. They're scorers. And I know it's hard to adapt in the ACC as a point guard. But you, they just, number one, you got to hit your shots. Number two, you got to take care of the ball more. And I think if you get down on defense, because Caleb Love was in that game for a lot of the time yesterday, 28 minutes. Defensively, he seemed pretty good. But... If they play defense and just stop with the turnovers, the sloppy passes, the soft passes, just forcing passes into big men when it's just not there, I think their shots will start falling because they'll be more into the rhythm of the game. But we need them to start playing better, and we need it now because we've got some tough opponents coming up. We've got Clemson and then Florida State, two ranked opponents, and Clemson beat NC State in overtime yesterday. That's going to be a tough game. Scotty Barnes and Florida State. That's a really good all-around team. This team's going to be uh, going to be tested the next couple of games, and we need these guards to really show out. Something Roy talked about a little bit. He started playing leaky at the point guard position a little more, like a point forward. I really like that. The more and more he does it, the more I like it. Number one, leaky black. He can handle the ball. He's six seven. Um, he can he can take someone off the dribble because he's big and strong, especially if a guard's on him. And we saw him do it against Notre Dame for the game winner. And I think, most importantly, it takes some responsibilities away from RJ and Caleb as the primary ball handler. They don't have to be as responsible for, for running the offense because they're young, they're inexperienced. 
this has been uh, it's a fast-paced season with uh, the shortened season and we're right into ACC play after a few games and clearly they haven't fully figured it out yet but I think with Leakey taking some of those ball carrying responsibilities and putting Caleb and RJ at wings I think especially putting Caleb at the wing they can focus a bit more on trying to score and not being so worried about trying to fit passes into big men obviously your guard, you're still going to have to do that. That's our offense. But we got to take as much pressure off of Caleb and RJ as we can. And I think with how Leaky is playing, we can give some of those responsibilities to him, and he's going to do a good job. But most importantly for this team, these next couple of games, we've got to take care of the ball. And Garrison Brooks, we need you back, man. Please. We need the player you were last year. You seem like the only guy, one of the only guys last year who could go get a bucket by himself, go to work in the post. I'm expecting a huge game from Garrison Brooks. I think he's really going to bounce back. And that's really all I have for this game. Again, a little bit of a shorter episode, but that was hard to watch last night. That was a really hard game to watch. But nonetheless, Tar Heels come away with the win. Thank you for listening to 125 Unfiltered. Glad to, to, to talk about this UNC game because I know, again, I know some fans are looking for more answers and I don't have all of them, but I've got some right here. We play Clemson, I believe on Saturday maybe or next Wednesday. I, I have, to, have to check the schedule. But once again, thank you so much for listening and 20th episode down. We're going to continue on. Thank you so much for all of the support, no matter how many episodes you've listened to. I just really appreciate it, and I love doing this. This is a lot of fun for me to do, and I'm going to keep bringing you coverage of UNC, uh, UNC sports and obviously with the NFL playoffs coming up and when the NBA gets more in-depth into the season. So thank you so much again for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.